Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am once again 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast. We are back once again after a very, very long hiatus. I apologize. Uh, pause the music really, really fast. If you know, you already know what I'm about to say. Work and school are the reasons why I couldn't get on the podcast over the last couple of days. Um, some good news overall, but also some... I'll explain. I'll explain. But anyways, Sunday. It is Sunday. We will talk about... All of the games that are going to happen today, we're going to predict all of them. We're going to talk about all of them. Some of the other narratives as well going through every single team this weekend. Uh, Justin Fields essentially calling out his coaching staff, why I think that's significant. As well as Deshaun Watson being an absolute joke. Dallas losing Trevon Diggs and going up against Arizona this weekend. All of that and much, much more, ladies and gentlemen, right here. 24's podcast. Great song, News Your Best, Samurai Shampoo, <clears throat> Battle Cry. I uh, I got all my vinyl from last week that I ordered, even one from Japan. I got it all. I've been listening to it over the last couple of days as I have been doing all of my uh, all of my homework. It's so amazing. It's so amazing to like not be behind today. I mean, I'm semi behind. I have like a lot of homework to do, and I have to go into work today and tomorrow, but I should be able to get, like, all of it done, literally, I should be able to get most of it done in the next, I should be able to get half of it, or I should be able to get all of my college algebra homework done in the next couple of hours, and then I should be able to get, hopefully, my science and English homework done within the next couple of hours after that while I'm watching football, but, I mean, let's just be honest, if I'm watching football, I'm probably not going to be able to get it done. And then Tuesday should be, holy Lord, Tuesday should be literally the day that I will be able to play Baldur's Gate 3. Because my sister got it for me, we've been playing it, and I will probably play a little bit with her, and I'll also kind of start my, not start, but like, continue on my own campaign, my own solo campaign. These motherfuckers! The Mind Flayer in the first section that kills the uh, the demon person keeps on missing, keeps on dying. I want that demon sword that the uh, that the that the demon has, and the Mind Flayer keeps on missing all of his attacks and getting killed by the demon. And I can't. I want that sword, but I can't get it. I can't get that sword. So, Baldur's Gate three. Super excited to play it. Great stuff coming on. I think in the next couple of weeks. Literally, this should be my second hardest week of the school year, ironically enough. I looked at my schedule, and it's like, literally, it's this week and last week that were supposed to be the two hardest weeks of um, of the season for me, and I've essentially gotten through almost both of them, pretty much. It's like, I gotta do all of my homework, and I have quizzes and tests, and like, and I have a speech to give, and like, all of, I have like, important assignments to do, but goddamn, is it like, it's super easy, or it's going to be super easy this week, because I'm actually, I've actually gotten a lot of the homework done, 
So I'm super jazzed about that. Why didn't I uh, record for the last couple of days? In all honesty, um, if I can address the podcast stuff, I, I probably could have recorded one of the days. Like, I could have recorded Thursday or Friday or Saturday or never. Eh, I, I don't know. I'm, the days are starting to get a little bit blurry for me. It's just I was exhausted and I was sleeping all day. Like, I was so exhausted every single, not every single time I started to record, but, like, every single day I would come home from school and especially, like, Thursday because Thursday I actually had a day off from work and I was just, like, rather than trying to do anything, even, like, homework or whatever, I'll just, I spilled some boost, like, this protein shake on my desk, so I'm trying to clean it up now. Rather than, like, try to actually do stuff, I just slept... Thursday and Friday, and I went to work on Friday, and then Saturday I went to work again while also doing, like, a lot of my homework. I was incredibly productive for Saturday um, because I was like, I knew I had to get stuff done today on Sunday. And it's just like, I get three days off next week. What are my three days off? If I can look at the schedule here. Let me check it out really fast. I think the schedule is... For me, at least, I do not have to work Tuesday and Wednesday. Thank God. Literally bolt home after those two days. And Wednesday is usually the hardest day. I work Thursday, and then I'm off Friday. Baldur's Gate 3. One of those one of those days I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3. It's happening. It's either Thursday, or not Thursday, but Tuesday, Wednesday, or Friday. I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3, baby. I'm excited. But I was just, I was so exhausted, and... I feel mega refreshed. I felt refreshed yesterday after, I kid you not, sleeping for almost two days after school. I mean, I was barely awake and resting and stuff like that. I remember, this is how fucked my schedule has been. I remember, like, I think it was Thursday or Friday, like, morning, waking up at, like, 2 a.m. I think it was Friday. Waking up at, like, 2 a.m. I woke up at 2 a.m. And I was like, oh, ah, ah. I got to get up and do my homework because usually I get off of work super late. I take like a couple of hours nap and then I wake up and I do my homework at like two, three, maybe four o'clock in the morning. And I remember like shaking myself awake and like panicking. I'm like, oh my God, I got to do my homework. And then I was like, no, I don't. It's Friday, baby. It's fucking Friday. And um, I, I'm very, very glad that I don't have to do that. So I got to... I mean, it's almost kickoff. It's like 12, 13. I probably won't get a whole lot done if I'm 100% honest. But if I get anything done within the next hour or so, that'll be super, super great. Because I will um, I will shove off and I will watch, or not watch football, excuse me. But in the next couple of hours, I'll have to go back to work for like four hours. And then I will come back and we'll talk more about all of the games that happened in the early block, the mid block, and Sunday night football. Sunday night football is garbage, by the way. It's Raiders versus it's Raiders versus Steelers. ESPN is still running with this double header nonsense. Like the Eagles versus the Bucks, which is gonna be interesting because Baker Mayfield is actually playing very well. And also the Rams versus the Bengals. I mean, granted, there's not like a ton of great games here that they can put in, but why is ESPN doing the whole, ooh, we're going to have Eagles versus Bucks, and why are we going to have this double header? It, it doesn't make any sense to me. 
Are they going to do it again next week? Thank God they are not. It's so stupid. They've been doing this doubleheader where they've put on two games at the exact same time pretty much for like the last two weeks. And I'm like, why? Why are you doing this to yourself? So, anyways, um, let me take a swig of water. Hold on. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah, I'm also going to get into sports gambling here in a couple of weeks to months. Uh, I don't know. I find it interesting. I find it fascinating. I don't like it. I do like gambling, and I do like, I do like gambling, but as my phone vibrates, which made it sound like it's a fart, or I'm farting or whatever. <clears throat> but. Anyways, I'm getting like a bajillion text messages. Anyways, um. <clears throat> What was I saying? What was I saying? What was I saying? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, I, I forgot. I got really distracted by the text message that I got. Um, but anyways, hopefully about like the schedule and stuff like that, we will. The schedule will be better. Um, I'll come back after work and stuff like that and talk about the podcast and things of that nature. Oh, I was talking about sports gambling. I will start to. I'll figure out which, I don't know, like, as as many, as there is, like, many sports-based, what is it, sports-based um, websites and, like, FanDuel and DraftKings and, I mean, now even ESPN is working with a gambling site and I've, like, for me personally speaking, I would like to have good, maybe not good odds, but I would like to be a winner you know what I mean? Before I start giving advice on sports gambling, because I don't really know that much about it, but I am fascinated by it. And I usually do things that fascinate me or I pursue things that fascinate me. And so, but I don't know. I, I don't like giving out losers and I don't like losing when it comes to gambling because you're not like, it's not like you're playing a game and you're losing, you know, in this fictitious world and environment. When you gamble, you gamble your own money. So I would like to be good at it or knowledgeable about it before I speak on it. Unlike every single person that I see that never really talks about sports or really doesn't know that much about sports in depth, they now are giving out gambling advice. And I'm like, it's the blind leading the blind. People should really not talk about sports betting. And sport, like, it's one of the reasons why I haven't talked about sports betting since I've uh, since I've started the podcast, I've given out weekend predictions like games that I think like how th um, how I think games will go. But I certainly don't just like randomly sporadically give out like over unders, prop bets, you know, plus or minuses. Like, is this a good bet? Is this a bad bet? I don't know because I'm not educated on gambling, and I think the worst place to be uneducated and the worst thing to be uneducated about and do it is gambling i just i think that's the dumbest thing to essentially be like i'm gonna put down 50 dollars and gamble and it's just like don't fucking gamble if you don't know how to gamble and i don't know how to gamble so i don't gamble so um anyways that's that's kind of one of the things that i'll talk about i will loosely talk about sports gambling and you know what i won't put any money on it 
I won't put any money on it. I'll just essentially look at some of the odds and I will say that I will say that I will take those odds without putting any money on it. So that way you know that I am literally not putting my money where my mouth is. And I'll see if I'm right. I'll see if I'm wrong. It's a completely different game when you actually put money on something. It makes it a little bit more uh, more significant. But yeah, I won't put any money on it, so that way I don't lose any money. And also, so that way you know that I'm not, like, incredibly invested in this. But there's always that allure of being good at gambling and making money off of gambling. But then that's, like, a very, very few selective people. And usually they're very, very good and they've been gambling for years. So, anyways. Going back to... Sports and football and things of that nature. A lot of things have happened since I've been away. Trevon Diggs tore his ACL. We'll talk about that. Justin Fields. We'll kind of lead with Justin here. And we'll talk about the individual games at which that these teams are ascribed to. So when I talk about Justin, I'll talk about the Bears and the Chiefs. When I talk about Trevon, I'll talk about the Cowboys and the Cardinals. And I'll open the show with those two topics. I'll probably breeze through the Cowboys first and then I'll go into Deshaun Watson and the Browns and uh, versus the Tennessee Titans here, which I'm a little bit shocked by. I'm watching the ESPN broadcast, the uh, the pregame broadcast, and they had a lot of people picking the Browns to win this game. I will talk about it and discuss it here in a couple of minutes. But first, let me talk about Justin Fields, the Chicago Bears, and the Kansas City Chiefs here. So, Chicago is in this really, really interesting position. Their defensive coordinator just essentially resigned because he's having, you know, personal issues. He's having issues, I guess, with his family. I'm not really sure, but he just resigned, I think, Thursday, Wednesday, for the Chicago Bears. Resigned. Matt Eberflew's the head coach, former defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts, by the way, is now going to call the plays. And this is on the heels of Justin Fields making this comment of being robotic. Uh, uh, I'm robotic. I'm Justin Fields. Being robotic and playing the game, I guess, in a robotic manner and being a pocket passer and a pocket quarterback. And being really critical of the coaching staff as well. Rather, and people have come out and defended him and said that he unintentionally meant it. Or he didn't intentionally mean it. I don't really care. Here's the thing. Here's what I know. Justin Fields, in a huge week against the Kansas City Chiefs, came out and essentially criticized his football team. His football team just lost their defensive coordinator. Apparently, they have now gone back on track with the way that their offense works and flows and things of that nature. If you believe that, I got some nice prime real estate some beachfront property in Norman, Oklahoma to sell you as well. That is bull, bullshit that Justin Fields just said and the Bears just put out, I think 30 to 40 minutes ago, that, or, or Ian Rappaport tweeted out something. I don't know. The Bears have not fixed their offense. Their offense will be terrible this week as it was last week, as it was the week before last, as it was last year. Uh, their offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, is terrible. Their head coach, Matt Eberflus, has no idea how to essentially coach a head coach or a football team, excuse me. And the Bears are just, how do I put this? The Bears are just terrible. 
I think... What was it? There was this interesting statistic. Not even I think they're terrible. They are terrible. And they've been terrible. Let's have our come to Jesus moment. They've been terrible for almost six years. Okay? That mirage of a season, the season where they had a great defense with Mitchell Trubisky, I mean, that was a mirage. That wasn't reality. They even lost to the Eagles with that Cody Parkey double doink in the playoffs. That season... It was fictitious. It was fugazi. Fugazi. It was fake. And now they're kind of like on the back end of that season. Now it's like when you look at the Bears, Jordan Love, who I still don't really know what to make of, played a significantly better game against the Bears week one. Justin Fields and the Bears in week two look dysfunctional, disjointed against Tampa Bay, a team in which... I had had them winning against. I thought they were going to be Tampa Bay. I thought Tampa Bay was Fugazi. And it turns out Tampa Bay may not be Fugazi. Tampa Bay may be legit. But the Bears going up against Tampa Bay and putting up that dreadful performance where they had 17 points. 17 points. And seven of the 17 were in the fourth quarter, man. I mean, they were god-awful last Sunday. And now it's like, you look at the Bears, they're going up against the Chiefs. Justin Fields is calling out the head coach, or that coaching staff. DC, the defensive coordinator, retires or resigns. It all seems very Urban Meyer and Jacksonville Jaguar-esque. Where, let's say even if Justin Fields is the guy, he certainly doesn't have the head coach. And two years ago, or maybe even a year ago, when Matt Eberflus gets hired... My first thought, in Ryan Poles as well, my first thought was, wow, that's a bad idea. That's a terrible hire. What qualifies him to be a head coach in the NFL? And then, of course, he has two back-to-back seasons where he has been terrible throughout the first couple of weeks of the regular season. I mean, it's just a joke how bad this football team has been. And Justin Fields said something interesting, I think, to start the season. He said, I'm going to be the first quarterback to throw for, what was it, like 4,000 yards? And I thought that he could, especially with DJ Moore. Let's check out how DJ Moore is doing as a Chicago Bear. DJ Moore, underrated wide receiver. DJ Moore, 1,000-yard wide receiver for the majority of his career. DJ Moore, 129 yards on eight receptions. Ridiculous. Right? Against the Packers. He gets two receptions, 25 yards. At least, oh, by the way, zero touchdowns. At least last week against Tampa Bay, he had 100 yards. But by all intents and purposes, DJ Moore, a guy that has three seasons where he's gotten over 1,000 yards with essentially bums, now looks to potentially not be able to get anywhere close to that at all this this season, excuse me. Seven touchdowns in his final season with with the uh, the Carolina Panthers, and in two weeks, DJ Moore has a hundred yards. So that means, what is it? What is that? If we go for an additional ten weeks, he may have what was it like? I'm bad at math. I don't know. I mean, he's like, I'm not I'm not good at math. Don't don't laugh at me. But he's like probably on pace to not have anywhere close to a thousand yards. 
And if it is 1,000 yards, it's slightly over 1,000. And he should easily be a top 10 guy. And he's not, like, his numbers don't show that he's a top 10 guy right now. It's insane how off the pace he is from last season. He is drastically off from where he was last, last year. Bears offensive line is terrible. Bears don't have a pass rush. Bears don't have a secondary. Bears don't have good coaching. Bears don't have a wide receiving core. Bears don't really have a strong running game. Bears don't really know what they want to do and who they want to be on the offensive side of the football. You know, it's kind of interesting, right? I've been beating the table. Hire Eric Bieniemy. Hire Eric Bieniemy. Hire Eric Bieniemy. He's qualified. He's certified. He's made. He has two Super Bowls. People are like, well, we have to move off from him. We have to go and we have to look in other directions. Those other directions are checks and notes. Matt Eberflus, who doesn't have any Super Bowl experience whatsoever, and as soon as he gets off of Shaq Leonard and DeForest Buckner, his defense really, really faltered and really failed. Kevin O'Connell with the Vikings, who has put up an absolute crap job. And, oh, I can't keep track of how many bad head coaches get hired in the last couple of years because it's a lot. Okay? I mean, it's, it's a lot. Point is, and point being, I just, I, I don't know how much longer Matt Eberflus is going to be allowed the head coach for the Chicago Bears. I don't really care. His days are numbered to me because he ain't going to the playoffs this year. He may not go to the playoffs next year. And at that point, it's we got to fire Matt Eberflus. But then the main question becomes, right, is Justin Fields the guy? And if you have a top five, top three pick, I mean, hell, if you're terrible this year, the Bears haven't won shit. Bear, this is week three. Bears go down. Bears may go down 0-3. If you go down 0-3, I would just tank. I would just tank. You can't sell. And this is the problem with the Chicago Bears. And I saw this coming from a mile away, didn't I? Didn't I say that this was going to be a problem, this was going to be an issue? This is like what the Mets did this year in baseball. You can't buy a football team. You have to make good moves. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the Mets this year, the New York Mets baseball team, Spent a lot of money on free agents this year. Didn't work out whatsoever. And because of that, the Mets absolutely look like a joke. They thought that they could just buy a bunch of baseball players to help them win football games or baseball games. And it never worked out. It never was going to work out. It didn't work out. And because of that, the Mets look like a gigantic joke. So they look essentially like how they do on an annual basis. In the case of the Chicago Bears, everybody had said last year, after they had moved off of so many key and critical football players, that the Bears, next season, meaning this season, after last season, were going to buy all these players. They were going to get all of these free agents. They were going to make all of these great decisions and da-da-da-da-da. And they were going to make this huge triumphant comeback with Justin Fields heralding, heralding excuse me, in the new Chicago Bears football team with them building, I think, a new football stadium in Allen Park. And lo and behold, that is incredibly wrong. They went out, they spent, I think, 20-something million 
dollars or 20 plus million dollars on linebackers. And I was like, look, and it's, it's ironic, right? Because Roquan Smith, the guy that they had last season, this great linebacker that the Baltimore Ravens love, that's essentially, he's like one of the best linebackers in the NFL. He's like a top three, top five guy. I'd rather have a bunch of other guys in front of him, but he's one of the best. Roquan Smith goes out to Baltimore, makes huge impacts for the Baltimore Ravens, and essentially is one of the linchpins of that defense. And it's ironic. Like, even even when the Bears moved off of Roquan Smith, even that move was not a good move at all. Because when you look at the move now, you're like, well, what's one of the key things that they invested in this offseason? Oh, it was linebacker. What's one of the key positions that they're not very good at? Oh, it's linebacker. They had one of the best linebackers in the NFL on their team. And they moved off of him. They don't have any pass rush. They didn't make any moves for pass rushers. I was a bit shocked. Like the Lakers, for example, this season, this offseason, had made some really, really interesting moves. They just re-signed a bunch of their players. At the trade deadline, they had made some huge moves. They went off of Russell Westbrook and I think, um, what was it, Pat Beverly or something like that. They had these huge moves, and it worked, right? But they have LeBron. They have Anthony Davis. They have key pieces on their football team or on their basketball team. And so, yes, they got a lot of players in the trade deadline, but it it wasn't like they went out and they essentially got all of these new, fresh players. They just added on to the foundation that they already had. And so for me, if I'm the Bears, and if I was supposed to make these huge, miraculous moves to help the football team, I would have gotten a, gone out and gotten a pass rusher. Instead of going in after DJ Moore, I would have been like, I want Brian Burns. I'll take less for Brian Burns. I'm not a big Brian Burns guy, but that's the way that I probably would have gone at this point. They have nothing positive going on for them. They are, unironically, one of the worst football teams in the country right now. And as much as people are hyping up Justin Fields and how great of a quarterback he is and how great of a quarterback he can be, folks, he's throwing 60%. He has two touchdowns, three interceptions. He is on pace for a similar season to last season when it comes to completion percentage and interceptions. He has three interceptions in two weeks. How does that happen? Everybody's concerned about the... Like, I don't know what people are concerned about. Justin Fields is not good. He is not a starter in the league. He is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL right now. His team sucks. I get it. Guess fucking what? Joe Burrow's team sucked his first year in the league. You didn't see Joe sucking up this badly. Same thing goes for Trevor. Same thing goes for Lamar. Lamar carried Baltimore. I know Baltimore had a great, great defense at times, but the defense was predicated off of the offense's performance. Who were his, who was his number one receiver? Not tight end in Mark Andrews. Who was his number one receiver when he won the MVP that year in 2019, I think? It was like, nobody. Like I mean, he had like Willie Sneed and somebody else. It's ridiculous how bad what Lamar Jackson's wide receiving course has been. I'm tired of people coming up with excuse after excuse for Justin Fields and his inability to be a good or great quarterback. He's not good. He's not great. He's not even average. He's bad. 
He has a 60% completion percentage, 427 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Let me look up another quarterback's numbers here. Let me show you just how bad Justin is playing. So this quarterback, in two games, two games, had 143 yards, 54.2% completion percentage, which is bad. It's bad. Zero touchdowns, zero interceptions in that game. 72 uh, 72.0 passer rating. That's, that, that stat line isn't very good. But I'll reveal to you why it's not that bad. Next game, 81.6% completion percentage, 255 yards, two touchdowns, 112.2 passer rating. Those statistics are Dak Prescott's. That terrible game that he had had was the Giants game in which he didn't have to really do anything. Dak's total amount of of yards is about 40 or 30 less. It's like 20 something. He has 398 yards. Justin Fields has 427. He has 30 less yards than Justin Fields and he hasn't been asked to do anything. What is going on? The Bears had an entire offseason to figure out if, you know what the Bears should have done? You know what they should have done? They should have just been like, we're just going to run the Lamar Jackson offense if Justin is such a great running quarterback. But I'm guessing Luke Getze and Matt Eberflus told him, hey, you got to learn how to play from the pocket, which is fine. Lamar learned how to do that literally within his second or third year in the league. It's Justin's his third year in the league. He still doesn't know how to play from the pocket, which is why I'm like, oh my God, he's terrible. Like Jalen Hurts, this is his what, third or fourth year? Jalen has essentially learned how to play the entirety of the quarterback position when it comes to passing, when it comes to receiving, or not passing, when it comes to like throwing, when it comes to running. He's learned how to do it all. And he's not as athletic as Justin is. And he's learned how to essentially do everything that Justin Fields can't. He's learned how to run. He's learned how to throw. He's learned when to do both. He's awesome. He's gone. He's great. Look at Justin. Doesn't know how to do anything. So, Justin Fields, I would highly consider getting a new quarterback and, hi and firing a new head coach. I'm, I'm out on Eberflus. If I was the Chicago Bears, and this may happen with Eric Bieniemy, as well, if I'm if I'm Washington, I'm firing Ron Rivera, I'm giving Eric Bieniemy a promotion. If I'm the Bears... I after this season, I'm firing Matt Eberflus. I'm hiring Eric Bieniemy. It's a joke. It's 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 ridiculous. And if Ryan Poles isn't down with that, I'm firing his ass too. It's just that simple. Just that simple. I mean, really, Ryan Poles should be gone as well for the absolute shit job that he did this offseason when it came to acquiring players. I mean, I don't even remember what the Bears did in the draft. The Bears draft was just like kind of meh. Bears draft. They got Darnell White, right? They then got the defensive tackle Gervin Dexter Sr., and then they got Tyreek Stevenson, who I, I actually liked in the second round as well. And they got Zach Pickens, and then Roshan Johnson, the Texas running back in the fourth round, who I liked as well. They got good players. At the very least, they used one of their second round draft picks in Tyreek Stevenson. Roshan Johnson in the fourth round is great value, and then they got Darnell White. They got good players. Why are they sucking? I don't know, but 
I told you I was going to talk about the two teams involved with these games. Bears versus Chiefs. The Chiefs have had have had issues this year. I know a lot of people are talking about their defense and how great it is and things of that nature. And I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's that great, to be honest with you. And I'm worried about the offense and what the offense is going to do. They're not really going to have a challenger for the next. Let me let me read you their games. The Chiefs have the Bears. That's a win. Jets win. Vikings win. Broncos win. They have four wins in the next four weeks. And then they go up against the Chargers. That's probably a win because the Chargers are a bit of a joke. But we'll see what happens. By the way, that Chargers game is in Arrowhead. And then they get the Broncos. That is potentially in the next one, two, three, four, five, six weeks, six wins. Like it should, the, the Chiefs should be 6-0 and next six weeks, including this week. And then November 5th. So we're talking almost two months later, they get the Dolphins. And that's going to be a tricky game. And then the next week, or in two weeks, they get the bye week after the Dolphins game. They get the bye week, and then they go up against the Eagles. That's going to be a difficult game. But before those two games, Dolphins, Eagles, they get six easy games. Easy games. Including this one. That is today's game. Bears versus Chiefs. So, oh man. Or not Bears versus the Chiefs, but the Chicago Bears. I think the Chiefs, I, I don't think, and I never said that the Chiefs weren't going to make it to the playoffs. I just said that the Chiefs aren't going to make it to the Super Bowl. But it's going to be interesting to see how they perform over the next couple of weeks and over the next couple of days, really. And to see whether or not Patrick Mahomes really has the weapons that he needs to be able to take the team further. But the reality of the situation is, is that the Chiefs, man, the Chiefs are just in an interesting spot in an interesting position because the Chiefs, they don't have a top tier wide receiver on their team. But at the exact same time, the Chiefs also have Chiefs also have like all of their competition outside of Baltimore is like kind of it's like kind of uh, sucking. And if I'm honest with you. So, we'll see what happens. I don't know what's going on, but I just got an advertisement for a Toy Story Fun Day football. They're always doing, like, these kid broadcasts of of, uh, of all of these um, football games now because Nickelodeon had a lot of success with it. But, you like, oh, my God, I fucking... God, these people, they just don't understand. These executives don't understand what people actually want. The reason why everybody was so excited for the Nickelodeon broadcast was because it was like visually interesting and stuff like that. And the reason why everybody is so interested in the Mac, not McAfee, but the Manning broadcast is because it's significantly different than, oh, first and 10 at the 25 yard line, Stafford takes the snap, drops back, throws, it's caught, blah, 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 blah. Like everybody's sick of that. We've had 50 years of that. And they think that, like, the broadcast for kids is just for kids. And it's like, no, dude, a lot of adults like that. Maybe you should, you know, put some money in your graphics department and have some interesting graphics. You know what I mean? Mm. 
I had to take a swig of my water first. I apologize. Anyways. Bears versus Chiefs should be a very, very lopsided game for the Chiefs because the Bears stink. Cowboys at Cardinals. Cowboys lost their biggest defensive player pretty much in the NFL. And Trevon Diggs, huge loss to them, huge loss for them. I, I don't think it affects the result of a lot of their games, including this game. I think this game is a blowout. I think Deron Bland, the cornerback, maybe not the best last name, Bland, but Deron Bland is awesome. Deron Bland has played multiple different positions for them. Deron Bland may be the third best corner or the second best corner on the team. And he's been playing inside for the Cowboys over the last couple of, uh, over the last really couple of weeks. Jordan Lewis, they're really their starting cornerback on the inside has, um, has a, or he was their starting slot uh, corner. Now he will be back after really being hurt last season. They also have a guy that they got from Miami, a former first round draft pick that didn't work out for Miami. They traded him or they traded for him after trading Kelvin Joseph. Dallas has a lot of depth at cornerback and their secondary goes from being the best in the NFL to it's one of the best in the NFL because of just how awesome it was overall. Look, Stephon Gilmore, because of Trevon Diggs, Stephon Gilmore has had to essentially be targeted significantly more than any other corner on the team. And I think he's essentially allowed like a significantly below average passer rating and also he's gotten, I think, one interception as well. Like, Stephon Gilmore, categorically speaking, has had a great season this season. And I think people are like, well, he was with the Colts last year and he wasn't very good. And it's like, Stephon Gilmore has been awesome this season. And again, Deron Bland won't replace Trevon Diggs. Trevon Diggs is like literally one of the best corners in the NFL. And he was having essentially the best season out of any corner in the NFL. But... The Cowboys, like, to, to talk about the Cowboys and talk about how awesome the Cowboys are and defensively and all this other stuff, like, the Cowboys are awesome because of their pass rush. We, we, uh, we understand this, right? The Cowboys have had an awesome season because Micah Parsons is essentially the defensive player of the year in, like, the modern-day version of Lawrence Taylor. They also have a bajillion other pass rushers as well. Like, for example, Dorrance Armstrong and also Demarcus Lawrence, who's having a resurgence as well. And also Sam Williams is having a really, really awesome season. Mozzie Smith has been like, okay. To some degree, to some extent. Jonathan Hankins, their other nose tackles also been really, really good for them. And also, who else? Osa Digizua, a, a defensive tackle for them. They have so much depth at that position, at defensive line. And the defensive line has been the best unit on the team and, is, and it's been the most significant unit on the team. That it's just like, I, I just don't really see them having any issue going forward from here 
as it pertains to the rest of the NFL. Like, the reason why the Cowboys will win all of these football games is because their pass rush can get there and can be effective against all of these quarterbacks as well as being able, their defensive line being able to stop the run. That, to me, is is the, not the significance, but that, to me, is like the, um, the reason why they've won all these doggone football games. And so to say that Trevon Diggs is like a huge loss, I think it's correct. I think he is a huge loss. But at the exact same time, I don't think that he is this, like, I think the Cowboys will be fine. I think they will, is what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> I got to do some laundry really fast. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Let me take a short break here. I really do got to do some laundry because I, like, I, I got a freaking, God, man. Hold on. Let me play some music. God, man, I can't fucking... I can't fucking get anything going. I can't find any of my music. Hold on. Sorry. Here's some music I'll play for you I while I'm doing my laundry. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, 24th podcast. I told you that story to tell you this one. Love sick like a dog with canine sensitivity Developing this new theory of relativity Connecting the souls, resting in captivity Positive life, sacrifice what it is to be our history Only a quarter of a century, reality Sitting on the shoulders of our chemistry See, ain't no mystery The colors that we mix will set the mind free Let the blind see beyond harmony Breathe life in the dead space Blow away your clouds of doubt New territory, we determine to be Safe haven is supposed to be Night might seem distant but the time is near When the thoughts take off split the atmosphere Pure sound waves travel semi-infinitely Plus I see you there utmost definitely Cause the beat plus the melody makes me speak of L-O-B-E Eloquently so evidently I mean that from my heart cause you make me feel good as a person Cause the beat plus the melody makes me speak of L-O-B-E Eloquently so Apparently, sorry about that. Apparently, I don't have uh, any laundry to do because it's still going through the cycle. It's been like over an hour and I was like, oh, I got to, I got to, I got to change out the laundry. And I was like, nope, no, I do not. (laughs) My bad. I apologize. Anyways, let me get off of some of these tabs here. God, man, I hate these, these fucking, what are these, these shows, these like three hour long TV shows, nine, like 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., dude, ESPN, I don't have the amount of content unless I'm just going to, 
to uh, to just ramble on for three hours. I don't have that amount of content. Why are you like just? Why are you making your broadcasters just waste three hours? You know, you know what I mean. Like I have the show on just so I can make sure I'm not about to miss anything. But why on God's green earth are these pregame shows so fucking long? It should not be three. <coughs> excuse me, three hours for a pregame show. It's ridiculous how long these things are. Oh my gosh. Whew, man. I got two crap shows that I could watch. I can watch the Saints versus the Packers or I can watch the Patriots versus the Jets. I got to go to work in like over an hour, a little bit over an hour really yeah it's like a it's like an hour pretty much <clears throat> but um oh my god man watching these pregame shows for like the last 3 hours makes me sad because it's like this is like the worst these are like some of the worst tv shows ever just like i just want to watch football dude and it's just like giving me a tease for like 3 hours straight dude <clears throat> Twitter is such a garbage fire, a, gum, a dumpster fire. I mean, the trending tabs don't work. You know what I got yesterday when I was on, um, I forgot what I was, what trending tab I was, I pushed yesterday, but like literally only porn. What was it? God, man, I forgot what it was. But I kept on, like, I pressed this trending tab. What was it? Something that it was, like, trending on Twitter yesterday. And it was just, like, straight up just porn. I have no idea what was going on as well. So weird. Hold on. What was it? I don't know. I'm, like, I'm going through my, my, like... My browser history now. Was it skip? Was like that was the tab? I don't I don't remember what it was, but it was just like I just got so much and it was because Skip Bayless was trending on Twitter. I don't think it was Skip, but Skip Bayless was trending on Twitter because Shannon Sharp had talked about the moment where Skip was like demeaning uh Shannon or whatever, but I just I cannot remember what it was. But the reason why I'm like I was just like um I just pressed on this trending thing and I just got this like this weird search result. The reason why I'm like I'm so sh like annoyed with it is because it had like like porn had nothing to do with the search or with um with whatever I was like like it could have been West Side Gun for example and I just got straight up porn. I don't understand what's going on, but the search algorithm is just cracked. It's just dusty ever since that absolute idiot Elon Musk took over. Twitter, it's just turned into an absolute garbage fire. I'm just, I'm so annoyed with it. Oh my gosh. Anyways, I'm mega annoyed. <clears throat> Anyways. Um... I was talking about the Cowboys. 
I, I don't think the Cowboys' loss of Trevon Diggs will be that big of a deal long-term because I think their secondary is still awesome. I think their pass rush is probably the best we've seen in a long time. I think their offense is awesome and only going to get better. And I um, I don't know. I think it can be a really interesting opportunity for Deron Bland as well, who is going to get a lot of targets today. And it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Let's talk about the Browns versus the Titans and Deshaun Watson. So Nick Wright has kind of just kind of pushed this narrative, and I think it's correct. And I think last year, I was I was concerned. I was concerned last year, and I didn't really voice my concerns because I kind of bought what everybody else was selling. I was like, oh, he hasn't played football in a year, and that's why he sucks. And I was like, I don't know. I don't really know. I mean, in all honesty, I've seen a lot of, like, a lot of guys don't play football for a year. Dak Prescott didn't play football for a year. He broke his leg. Like, in 2020, in 2021, he goes out and duels with the reigning Super Bowl champion, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, almost beats them. And Tampa Bay, opening weekend, banner-raising day! And almost beats them. Impressive performance. Not only did, and by the way, he didn't play in the preseason whatsoever. Not only did it not look like Dak Prescott hadn't played for a year, it looked like he had played last Saturday. Looked like he was playing for the last six months. Looked like he was midseason Dak Prescott in opening weekend. And the same thing goes for this year as well. Like Dak didn't play in the preseason at all. And by the second game, Dak Prescott is putting up a pass rating of 112.2. Don't give me the hole. He hasn't played in a year, and that's why he sucks. That's not a thing. The same thing goes for Joe. After his rookie season, in which I think he tore his ACL, he came back and he almost won the damn Super Bowl. Don't give me that bull crap. Deshaun Watson is god-awful. Will he ever get back to being good or great? I don't know. But right now, the data shows me is that this dude cannot play the sport of football at the mediocrest of high levels. That doesn't really make any sense. Let me clarify. He sucks. He sucks. He's not average. He's below average. And we gave him a pass last year. That's kind of what we've been giving him for the last couple of years. Ever since the allegations came out. We've been giving him a pass, and I've been one of them. I was like, eh, let's wait, let's wait. It's like, no, let's not wait. He's probably guilty. It's probably. The reason why I have to say probably is that because it hasn't been proven in a court of law yet. Deshaun, I don't know what happened to him physically, psychologically since he left Houston, but he's a bum. He's terrible. The whole, I've, I've never, and Nick was right about this. He was like, I've never seen a quarterback commit two face mask penalties. I've never seen a quarterback commit a face mask penalty. How do you commit a face mask penalty as an offensive player? I don't understand that. Twice in one game, by the way. Does not make any sense. That means that you would have to reach out and grab somebody's face mask and pull it towards you or pull it away from you or pull it down while you're running forward. Do you realize how hard that is to do? To do all of what I just said? It's ridiculously hard. 
It makes zero sense as to why Deshaun is pulling out people's face masks. And now he has to go up against the Titans? And by the way, I haven't even gotten the Titans being like Derrick Henry and all this other stuff, and his defense is playing really, really good. He's got some really, really awesome players around him. The thing about Deshaun that is really, really concerning is that Deshaun is going to be on that football team for the next three years, pretty much, because they gave him that guaranteed contract because they were so, so sure that he was going to be awesome, that he was going to, um, and, and great, that they gave him a $200 million contract. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I was like, man, they must know something I don't. Apparently, they knew nothing. Apparently. Because Sean is terrible in a division where he's got to go up against TJ Watt. That's not good. Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. All of which are going to smoke him. And today, he gets to go up against Tennessee. I, I think Tennessee wins this game because I think Deshaun is terrible. I mean, he's got a great wide receiver in Amari Cooper. He had a great running back in Nick Chubb. I remember I saw the ESPN crew predict that the Browns were going to win it. And I was like, look, the Titans are terrible as well. The Titans have like some structure and Derrick Henry on his last legs. And, you know, they can maybe do something. And if they can't do anything with Tannehill, then at the very least they have Will Levis and Malik Willis. Maybe those two guys can do something. But goddamn, man. You mean to tell me that the Browns with Deshaun Watson are going to roll out and beat Tennessee? I get it. It's at home. But Jesus Christ, man. The Browns are terrible. And again, re- referencing Nick Wright, it's like it's literally, it was and is literally a Nick Wright, not a Nick Wright, a Cleveland Brown thing to do. To just go out and lay an absolute crapper when it comes to some of the decision making that they have had over the last couple of days or excuse me, years where they were like, we're going to get a guy with 20 plus sexual assault allegations and da, 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 da. And we're also going to give him fully guaranteed contract and all this other stuff. And it's just like, Hey, great job guys. Great job. You're on his contract for the next three years. And unless you just suck so badly and they still, by the way, still owe the Houston Texans their first round draft pick next year. Unbelievable. Unbelievably screwed. Excuse me. As I take a huge swig of water, I apologize. But yeah, they're unbelievably screwed. The Browns are. Because they could, if they are in, if they are the worst team in America, if they are as bad as I think they are, then they're going to miss out on Caleb Williams, on Drake May, potentially Shador Sanders, and Michael Pittman, or Michael Penix Jr. They stink. They really, really stink. Anyways, Titans Titans are really no better. I don't really care who wins this game. I think both teams are terrible. I just, I'll say the Titans win it, because why not? Because I don't trust Deshaun. Quarterbacks matter, etc., etc. Let's talk about Jordan Love and the <clears throat> and the 
Green Bay Packers going up against the New Orleans Saints. So Green Bay has had an up and a down season, winning their opening game against the Bears after everybody thought that they were going to lose because Justin Fields was so awesome and great and da-da-da-da-da. 38-20. Victory for the Packers. Won by almost 20 points. And had 40 points scored on the Bears. And then the Packers just, I mean, head-scratchingly enough, lay a egg against Atlanta in which they allow Atlanta in the fourth quarter after leading 24-12. to They go scoreless in the fourth quarter and allow Atlanta to score 13 points in the fourth. Like, the biggest choke job. Sorry. Of the season. Like a ridiculously bad game. And so now they're going up against the New Orleans Saints, which is a mediocre to below mediocre football team with Derek Carr. I'm watching the game now. Derek Carr just jogged out onto the football field for his first series of the game. Mediocre football team in the Saints. Really should be a dominant performance by Green Bay. However, all of Green Bay's players are hurt. For like some weird reason, I kid you not, Aaron Jones, star running back, hurt. Christian Watson, star wide receiver, best wide receiver on the team, one of the best in the league in my opinion, hurt. David Bakhtiari, left tackle, one of the best in the NFL, has been hurt for over a year now. And Jair Alexander, one of the best corners in the NFL, you guessed it, is also hurt. Does this potentially open the door for... What? What? Let me describe to you this play that the Saints just had. Second and 10. I mean, the play design worked. They had this stacked bunch formation, four to the left. Like, that's your bunch. And then they had Michael Thomas lined up by himself to the right. And so you're thinking that it's just going to go to the people in the bunch formation and know it was going to Michael Thomas and then third and 10 Derek Carr gets sacked again average to below average team that's what the Saints are you know what the problem is I'm I'm starting to realize with the NFL and some of these games I'm just not interested in some of these games man like I'm just not interested in watching the Saints go up against the Packers like if you're a fan of one of these teams, you're like, awesome, man. This is great. But you want to know what this makes me want to do? This makes me want to take a nap. <laughs> I'm like, man, I got better things to do. I Or do my homework. You know what I mean? Makes me want to do anything besides watch this football game. I'm like, guys, guys, like broadcast networks, you have got to figure out how to not have uh, all of these crappy games on so fucking early. Jesus Christ, help send Help, man. I want better games. Dear God, because these games, man, these games fucking suck. Sorry. I'm watching Jordan Love. This is like my first real look at him, like live on national television. 
as I was talking about how boring broadcasts are when they just say first and ten at the da 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 da. Like first and ten at the <laughs> at the Saints forty eight. Oh my gosh. Also the what was it? The Saints team or the Saints defense also had not even the defense, but the Saints as a football team had a bajillion guys just be out with injuries or whatever. I don't know. Maybe there is something to playing in the preseason. Because it's like it's it's always subjective who has issues and injuries and who doesn't. Some guys need preseason work. Some guys don't. I don't know. But a lot of guys are getting a lot of uh, injuries over the last couple of uh, weeks. A lot of significant players. I mean, take, for example, a lot of the tight ends like Travis Kelsey. Kelsey's been hurt. I think Mark Andrews at one point was hurt. Like some of the top players in the NFL were just hurt. I, I just, I don't know. Wow. As Green Bay gets hit on first and 10 with a holding, and then they now, pre-snap, got hit with a false start. I don't even know on who. Man, their offensive line is so different from what it's constantly been. Just watching the series. I just wanted to see Jordan Love. Jordan Love's... What was that? I'm like, Jordan Love's going to have to throw it. And he checks it down. Hold on. Oh, I know what it is. It was like... It was like my lotion. Do I have lotion on my desk? Yes, I do. It's shea butter. It's cocoa butter. Or technically, it's cocoa butter. It's not shea butter. And um, yes, I'm African-American. I get ashy. I have to have lotion everywhere to moisturize my skin. I don't use it to jerk off. I find it weird that like the only reason why people buy lotion is to jerk off. That's so weird to me. Like you don't like having moisture, moisturized skin. You don't like having soft, smooth skin. Goodness gracious. It's ridiculous. Anyways, do I want to talk about Jordan Love and the Saints and the Packers? Or Jordan Love and the Packers? In all honesty, no, I don't. I don't want to talk about Jordan Love and the Packers because the Packers are kind of a boring football team. The Packers and the NFC North, to me, I mean, I've always thought that it was an overrated division, especially after Rodgers, maybe not after Rodgers had left or before Rodgers had left. I always, I always thought that Green Bay ran the division. And I felt that every single team in the division, for some weird reason, was bad. For some inexplicable, not weird, but some inexplicable reason was bad. And the reason why they were bad, again, I don't know why they're bad. But the Packers have dominated this division for over 30 years. And there really hasn't been any resistance to it since Brett Favre arrived in like the early 90s. Like nobody has been able to stop the Green Bay Packers. I mean, like, obviously, Green Bay has had two of the best quarterbacks in the in the history of the sport on their football team. But my God, man, I mean, it's just been like this blur of like 30 years of just nothing. They have done nothing in 30 years. Oh, God, I don't like this play. Oh, it's a flea flicker. Oh, it doesn't work. Oh, it may work. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was so bad. Jesus Christ. It was a flea flicker, 
right? Or not a flea flicker, but it was a uh, like a backward lateral, right? Jordan Love hands the football off to his running back. His running back throws it back to Jordan Love, who drops it, but because it's a backward pass, it doesn't count. And then Jordan Love slips on the uh, on the freaking on the freaking turf. On not the turf, but because it's Lambo, it's grass. Trips on the grass, has a wide open wide receiver downfield, and instead of just laying it up, slips on the grass, throws a wobbly pass over his wide receiver, incomplete. They turn the football over on fourth down. It's like it's a complete pass. It's a touchdown if it's completed. It's ridiculous. I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my mind. I'm like, now do you understand what, what what's going on with the Patriots? I'm. I'm already sick of this game. I'm already sick of it. That that play, that bull jive, just made me so sick. I was like, get it off my screen, man. Get it off. Let me turn on the. Let me turn off my AC. He's right. Oh, so cold. Sweet baby Jesus, what a terrible play. What a god awful play by the Green Bay Packers. Sorry about that. That is my chair. Had everything lined up for them. Except, you know, a completion. It's ridiculous. Simple, 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 easy play. Couldn't... Couldn't even fucking do that. Couldn't make the play work. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Anyways. What was I saying? Um... Yeah, I like I'm Green Bay, man. Oh my god. Green Bay's a joke. Maybe not a joke. No, that's not it's not that they're a joke. I I think that they have some really good elements to them, but their division is just it's not performing anywhere close to the top of the NFC. Outside of Green Bay, it's never performed at the top. If the Detroit Lions go to the playoffs this year, which everybody thinks that they will, they'll probably get eliminated in the first round, which for them is huge because they haven't been in the playoffs in almost a decade since losing to the Cowboys. But that division, the NFC North outside of Green Bay, legacy teams, Chicago and Detroit, horrendously managed and owned. That's my conclusion. Moving on. Falcons versus Lions. Kind of the exact same thing, right? Both of these teams, legacy teams. Especially, <clears throat> excuse me, especially the Lions. But um, horrendously owned, mismanaged, etc., etc. Chargers at, at Vikings here. Chargers have lost the last two games here. The Vikings have lost the last two games here. God, man, I just, you know what I just did? I turned the TV to the Jets versus the the Pat, the Patriots game. And I just saw Zach Wilson jogging out onto the football field. Do you want to know what I now want to do? Do you want to know? Do you want to guess? I want to, like, again, they got to get better games, and I got to get better games locally, man. I don't want to fucking watch either one of these teams. I don't want to watch Zach Wilson wet the bed for the upteenth time. I want to watch a good football game. I got to wait three hours. I got to wait all day for the Cowboys because that's going to be a fun game. I mean, that's going to be an ass whooping, but it's going to be a fun ass whooping, you know? 
Sunday night is going to be atrocious. It's going to be, who is it? It's going to be Steelers out Raiders. Who the fuck wants to watch that game? Oh, my God. Falcons at Lions. I'll I'll say the Falcons will win it, but I I don't really care. Go back to the Chargers and the Vikings. Overrated football teams, underachieving once again. Justin Herbert is supposed to be... I love Justin. I think he's great. I don't think the issue is Justin Herbert. You know what I you know what I think about both of these teams? I don't think their offenses are the problem. I think it's sorry about that. I think it's the defenses. When you look at the Chargers' box scores, right? They lose opening weekend 36 to 34 against the Dolphins, where Tua has like 400 yards and Tyreek Hill has 200 yards. It's like how does that happen? When you look at their second loss to the Tennessee Titans, the Titans Ryan Tannehill, 20 of 24, 246 yards? Are you kidding me? Justin Herbert, by the way, 27 of 41, 305 yards, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Had his really, really great game. Had a great game. Um, Really didn't have a great game in the first game. But, I mean, he had an okay game, but he didn't need to really do a whole lot because Austin Eckler was popping off. He had over 117 yards and 16 carries. That's like 10 yards per carry. How does that happen? How do you lose after having so much production from the offense? Oh, the Dolphins were allowed to score 36 points. Oh, the Titans were allowed to score 27 points. How does that happen? We now have the answer. The defense sucks. And so the Chargers defense sucks. So what about, for example, the Vikings? Does the Vikings defense suck? Well, kind of. They lost 20 to 17 against the Bucks. They lost 34 to 28 against the Eagles. The Vikings' problem is twofold. The Vikings' problem is they can't freaking score in the red zone. They have a bajillion yards. Like, Kirk Cousins had 364 yards, four touchdowns. Oh, my God. 28 points. Really, Kirk Cousins should have had five touchdowns if Justin uh, Jefferson didn't fumble into his own end zone. And then the same thing goes here, like 20 to 17, Minnesota. It's like, bro, you had almost Kirk, and by bro, I mean Kirk. Kirk, you had almost 344 yards. You had two touchdowns. The game score was 17 points. How does that happen? I mean, I get it. Kirk Cousins is essentially their entire offense right now because their offense doesn't really have anything else besides Kirk Cousins. But holy sweet Lord of mercy, they can't score in the red zone. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'll take the Chargers. The Chargers are more talented. Brandon Staley is a joke. Brandon Staley's on the chopping block. Brandon Staley, he may he had that press conference at the end of uh last week or at the beginning of last week where he was like, like we're we've been losing games and it's been pretty stressful and da 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 da. And it's just like he 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 feels the pressure. He knows that his ass is on is on the chopping block. He knows that he could potentially be fired here after this season, as he should, because he's been terrible for the majority of his career. I mean, he's underachieved for the last couple of years here while being the head coach of the Chargers. And you know what? At this point, I think that it's just obvious because we have gone from not allowing Eric Bieniemy to have a head coaching job to, oh my God, the Chiefs are actually struggling and it's obvious without Eric Bieniemy. 
oh, Jimmy Graham, is he going to do the Lambo leap? He just, Jimmy Graham just scored a touchdown. He should. And Jimmy Graham is a, he is, he is villainous. <laughs> I'm like, he's probably going to do it. Show Jimmy Graham jumping in, the, in Lambo. Jimmy Graham used to play for the Packers. Jimmy Graham used to play, I mean, he pl- he's played a lot of places. Jimmy Graham is probably like, Jimmy Graham's probably a, a Hall of Famer. Yep, there he goes. Yep. Yep. I was like, Fox, instead of showing Jimmy Graham doing the Lambo leap, Fox instead decided, you know what, guys? We're going to show off uh, Jimmy Graham's freaking uh, touchdown again. And I'm like, show Jimmy Graham leaping in a Lambo. Show him leaping in a Lambo. Anyways. Yep, Packers fans, they embrace him because he used to be a Packer. He's a really good player. I like I like Jimmy Graham. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think the NFL stuff for being in the Hall of Fame, I think it's ridiculous. I think way too many guys kind of get shortchanged when it comes to the Hall. But um, Jimmy Graham, awesome player. Love Jimmy. Love, love, love Jimmy. I'll, I'll take the Chargers over the Vikings because the Vikings are less talented than the Chargers. Texans at Jags is going a weird way where the Texans, they open first and open fast against the Jags. And is this their first time meeting? It feels like it's their second time. It, it isn't their second time. It's just the Texans have gone up against one of their divisional opponents already, 31-20 against the Colts. And now they're going up against the Jags, like two divisional opponents back-to-back. And, I mean, they're up against the Jags right now, 7-0. Trevor Lawrence isn't having a good game so far. But, again, I, I take the Jags. The Texans are dumpster fire. Jags should be better. They should be. We will see if that's the case. Uh, Broncos versus Dolphins. Yikes. The Broncos, I feel bad for the new ownership group, kind of, because they just walked right into a dumpster fire. Did they or did they not? Broncos are garbage. Russell Wilson is, I mean, he's literally shanking his uh, his Hall of Fame career by just his play over the last year or so. Like, he goes from being, like, certified he's a Hall of Famer to now it's just like, mm, mm, doesn't look so good. Dolphins are up right now, 7-0. I would have had the Dolphins beating the Broncos anyways. Sean Payton leaves New Orleans and leaves Drew Brees. All of his philosophy. I remember when people were like, I, you know what? I was even like, man, I would maybe want Sean Payton over Mike McCarthy. But then it's just like, man, like Sean Payton, yikes, has not looked good whatsoever these first three weeks with the Denver Broncos. I mean, he has looked terrible. He may retire once again after the end of the doggone season because of how badly he's been getting beaten. Yeah, they got to show off Jimmy. Going for the Lambo leap. Yep. Yep. Fans kind of shove him back. But, yeah. What are you going to do? God, they aren't using the tablet. The Saints aren't using the tablets. They're using printouts. My God. Anyways. Broncos versus Dolphins. Dolphins, Titans at Browns, we already talked about. Bills at Commanders. Commanders have been, what What just happened? It looks like the Commanders did something. They Oh, they turned it over. Sam Howell turned it over. Sam Howell statistically has been the best quarterback in the NFC East. 
I I think that's partially because he hasn't played up against anybody. Like he played up against the Broncos last week and almost lost to the Broncos, right? Commanders scored 14 of their 35 points in the third in the fourth quarter. By the way, the Broncos just had an unbelievable choke job of a game. And then they barely beat the Arizona Cardinals 20 to 16 again scoring 20 or excuse me scoring 10 of 20 points in the fourth quarter i think this team is fool's gold i think it's fool's gold i think it's overrated i think it's the giants will they make the playoffs i think the commanders this year are the giants of last year and i i don't think they'll make it, make it to the playoffs i think these last two games have been mirages Again, they've gone up against... Who have the Commanders gone up against again? Broncos and the Cardinals. They've gone up against essentially two of their worst teams in or on their schedule. Next week, they go to Philly against the Eagles. The week after, they go up against the Bears. That's another win. And then Atlanta. That's probably a win. And then they get the Giants. That's probably a win, admittedly. And then they go up against the Eagles again. But really, November mid... Yep, mid... November is when they're going to start running into some problems. Seattle, and no, and I'm going to skip around a little bit. Seattle, where is it? Where's the games? Where is it? There we go. Seattle, Cowboys, Dolphins, Rams, Niners, and then Cowboys again. And that's like four or five losses right there, including this game here that's going on right now, Buffalo versus the Commanders, where Sam Howell turns it over in the red zone. It's a great, great day for the Bills. But it's also like apparently the Commanders have sold out. Hold on. As Jordan Jordan Love just missed the tight end like badly. 88, I think. Just missed him. Wide open. And I mean, he just. It's a bad. It's as bad as it can get. Because all. I mean, it may be a touchdown. It may be a touchdown. Tight end is running like a seam route. The coverage has just lost him in space. And if he hits him in stride, he is gone. Gone for a touchdown. And that's the type of stuff where I'm like, oh, Jordan Love can't. Where, where I'm like, can Jordan Love play quarterback like at the NFL level? Like I like that throw is like I just like it, it looks like he can't. <clears throat> Anyways. What was I talking about? Bills versus Commanders. Bills are better than the Commanders. They'll they'll beat the Commanders. Colts out Ravens. Colts are without Anthony Richardson, who seems to give them life and hope and all that good stuff. Lamar Jackson is playing really well. Can we talk about the Ravens for a couple of minutes? I mean, the shorter answer is yes. Yes, we can because it's my damn podcast. But it's 7-0 for the Ravens. The Ravens are 2-0. Are the Ravens the best team in the AFC? I mean, Cincinnati is going to be without Joe Burrow on Monday. The Chiefs have had this up-and-down relationship this year, offensively and defensively. Chargers are just a mess. Bills are overrated. The Ravens have played really, really solid, and they have the best record out of the contenders, in my opinion, in the AFC. Are we not talking about the Ravens enough? Lamar finally has his guys. Let me look at Lamar's numbers. Let me show you something really fast. These are his passing numbers, right? 
was, for some weird reason, Google just won't let me pull up his passing numbers. Lamar Jackson, interestingly enough, has like 406 yards in two games. He's getting about 200 yards per game, two touchdowns through the air. Because he's a quarterback, it's a little bit harder to find his his rushing stats. Let me let me look them up really really fast here. It's just God, man, some of these websites that. Okay, there we go. What are his rushing? He's getting like last week. He had like fifty four yards on twelve attempts. That's not like that's not great, for example. But he had zero touchdowns. He had two fumbles and he lost one, but overall, and but he, that was in the first game that they won handily. But he has like a seventy percent completion percentage, has two touchdowns, one interception. Lamar's been playing really, really well this season. I mean, there's some stuff that you don't obviously like that he's done, but I mean, he's on the day for right now, five for five as a quarterback, and then. As a runner, he has four carries for 26 yards and a touchdown. It's like, oh, Lamar's balling, you know? And then they got Zay Flowers, who's had a really, really nice season as well. And, I mean, it's just, it just, a lot of things seem to seem to be pulling together for the Baltimore Ravens here. So, I think they're, I think they're a very interesting team. Patriots at Jets. I mean, I literally flipped back to the doggone... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jordan Love, man. Who did I have winning this game? I think I had the Packers winning this game. That's a yikes. <laughs> I'm like, that's a yikes. I'm like, the Packers have been stinking up the joint for like the last doggone 10, 20 minutes. They've been sucking, man. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like zero to seven after the Saints scored with the Jimmy Graham touchdown and Jordan Love got pressured early on and I mean yikes man it's it's just not been going well for him today whatsoever oh my word now it's like but hold on now I'm I'm tired here Patriots at Jets Uh, I'll take the Patriots over the Jets because the Jets they suck what happened here? The Patriots may have turned it over, or they may have had a punt or something like that. No, I guess it was just an awesome punt. Anyways, I'll take the Patriots over the Jets. Panthers at Seattle. Bryce isn't playing, so Seattle. Bears at Chiefs. Already talked about it. Chiefs. Cowboys at Cardinals. Cowboys are without Trevon Diggs, but they'll destroy the Arizona Cardinals. Steelers at Raiders. As I snuff out my candle flame. Raiders are a very interesting football team. If you discount last week. And their annihilation against the Bills. Where Jimmy Garoppolo had two interceptions. Raiders are very, very intriguing. One and one. Pittsburgh is one and one after they themselves getting annihilated by the 49ers. This is a toss-up. It's a coin flip. I don't. I'm not that invested in it. These aren't very. These aren't good football teams. I'll just say that the Raiders win it because the Steelers. 
I don't know. The Steelers, they remind me a lot of like the Patriots right now. Like Hall of Fame head coach, new quarterback, really don't really know what they're going to do. Difficult for them to adjust without their Hall of Famer. And they're kind of up a creek without a paddle here. I'll take the Raiders over the Steelers in Sunday night football. I'm not going to be excited to watch that game or talk about that game. I'm going to be, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do my biology homework and my math homework while watching that game because that game sucks. Eagles at Bucks. Eagles, obviously. The Eagles, I feel like they could be 0-2 right now. The Eagles against the Vikings, if Justin didn't fumble into the end zone, Vikings would have won. Probably Eagles versus, who do they go up against two weeks ago? Patriots, Kayshawn Bouti, he gets his feet in. Maybe the Patriots do something there. Eagles have had these razors thin, razor thin wins against prominent NFL teams. And their 2-0 to me is a little bit fraudulent. I mean, they're not really going to go up against anybody until October 22nd when they go up against the Dolphins. But still, Eagles, man, they are a weird team. Weird, 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 weird team. Where I think they've regressed, and I can't really show that they have regressed until they play up against one of these more difficult teams. Anyways. Rams versus Bengals. I'm taking the Rams. Bengals are going to play a, a backup quarterback. Rams are surprisingly good, even without Cooper Cup. But they have this... I don't know if that guy... I don't know what his name is. But that guy that keeps on getting like over 130-something yards is like a six-round draft pick or an undrafted free agent or something ridiculous like that. That guy, I think, is now out for Monday. And so I don't know what's going to happen with the um, with the Rams, but all I know is this, is that it's not going to be good for for the doggone uh, Bengals. And it, and it goes from being like a really, really interesting game, the Rams versus Bengals, to, wow, this is going to suck on Monday Night Football. Additionally, though, when Joe had strained his calf in training camp, and it looked bad, it looked like it was an Achilles injury, he had strained his calf in training camp, I remember looking at reports and from doctors saying like, look, this is like a month long plus injury. Like he may be out for the first three weeks of the season. And then miraculously, Joe is playing like week one against, I think the Browns and they lose horrendously to that team. Jamar Chase comes out this week and says that Joe isn't playing at 100%. I don't know what the Bengals are doing. Like, First, they take forever and a day to sign Joe Burrow. Then, when they sign him, they play him while he's hurt? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever, what they're doing. Their season, I mean, let's say, and and by the way, if he probably didn't play those first two games, maybe potentially this game as well, they probably would have been 0-3 as well, but he probably would have been able to come back against the Titans. I mean, some of these games are easy games. Some of these games are difficult games. Like, the next two weeks. Excuse me. Next two weeks, he goes up against the Titans and the and the Cardinals. You'd love to have Joe back for those games. Is he going to be back for those games? I hope so. Because they need him because you can't start 
and go to the playoffs. That's like unheard of. That's too much ground to cover. But man, oh man, Joe is very, very needed here in the next couple of weeks. Anyways, I am peacing out for today or technically for the next couple of hours. I will see you in a couple of hours where I talk about the mid games, the mid afternoon games and the early games. 24th podcast.